Welcome to the CCUPC Cutting Room Floor, where we try to connect Sunday to the weekday. I'm Pastor Dina. Pastor James is away at music camp at Camp Lambeck this week with his family and with hundreds of other campers as they learn about Jesus and as they um, also learn music um, that, that helps them praise. So I am here with two guests, Dave and Linda. And so do you guys want to say hello? Good afternoon or evening. Good afternoon. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves, about your time here at CCUPC and what you do and well, as much as you want to tell us. You don't have to tell us everything. Uh, I've been a member here since 1989, okay. which is a long time ago. Uh, I've done different things in the church throughout the years, mostly active in singing in the choir. Uh, I've been a deacon. I'm currently a sitting elder. Uh, just, this has been my church home for a long, long time. And I joined in 1990, and same thing, active in the choir, youth group here and there. Sunday school nurse, teacher. Sunday school teacher, past deacon, you name it. <laughs> okay, so you've kind of done everything. So this week, we are taking a deeper dive into the first chapter of John as Jesus was inviting disciples. So how how'd the passage strike you or the sermon or what you what did you notice on Sunday as we were studying together I, I found it very interesting that we were discussing the the, the new uh, acronym that we were discussing about fatter yeah and with the fellowship and, and how it related so much to not just being a member of the church but how fellowship in the time of Jesus was so important as they came out and about and discovered who he was yeah yeah, we, we introduced the idea that disciples are fatter. Um, I didn't make that up. Pastor James didn't make that up, but we found it, and we decided to use it. And, um, and it stands for the idea that disciples are faithful, available, teachable, and reproducing. And um, as we've connected that with our mission statement, our new mission statement, that we are expanding Christ's community through relationship discipleship and worship we did we brought in that the fellowship aspect of relationships and the faithfulness of of following jesus and um yeah it is amazing how foundational that is to our our faith and our experience of faith i know um you know in this passage jesus is just meeting these individuals that he's inviting into relationship with him and it's kind of exciting to think about, to watch it start, knowing what we know about all, um, all that's coming in their lives. And so we tried to draw out the point that, that faithful disciples follow Jesus. They answer yes when Jesus calls them. Um, so do you want to, you can tell us a little bit if you want about what it's meant to follow Jesus in your life so far? Hmm kind of a hard question. Yeah, that's a hard question. That's a hard question to answer. Uh, I mean, following Jesus gives you uh, gives you a lot of happiness. You know what he's done for the world. Um, he's, his, his expectations and his, his ability to teach people the importance of it and help them to see God. Mm-hmm. That's a good guidance. You know, it's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The like the instructions of life. Mm-hmm. So, and if you don't 
follow the instructions, things are not going to work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing to think of, of I know I, I, when I think about following Jesus, I'm also struck by the verse in, um, the verses in, in Hebrews that says, Jesus knows everything. I mean, he's been tempted just as we are. He's experienced all the, the things um, that we have. And so that, that's always astounding to me because you think, how can someone from 2,000 years ago possibly understand what it's like to live in 2023 America and yet there's no temptation, no struggle that we face that Jesus can't identify with in some way. Mm-hmm. The, the temptations haven't changed. They're yeah. all the same. They're just presented in different manners. Uh, you know, what we are up against in 2023, you know, we still have the same issues. They're just on a, a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And with multimedia and, you know, mass communication, yeah. it's social a media. social media, it's a big, big difference. I mean, yeah, there's gossip during the time of Jesus, but boy, you look at what we have now, and it's it's, it's a whole different ball game. But all the things are still in place. It hasn't changed. Yeah, to me, there's a lot of comfort in that, and, and assurance that that even even on the days when it feels like the world is spinning out of control, that that God is still on the throne, and Jesus has always been on the throne, knowing what what we're about to face and so so when i hear that invitation to follow for me it's a little more comfortable having the you know the benefit of two thousand years of church history um but i can't imagine what it must have been like for those first disciples to to just hear follow me and say okay sure um i don't think i'd react so graciously today leaving behind the things i know and the things that make me comfortable and and the things that i like not to mention the distrust that there is between humans. Yeah. Uh, things that happen. You, you, you approach things very cautiously. Uh, you, you've been swindled or, or lied to or something in, in life. And by going back to Jesus, you forgive for it. And then you can move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that reminds me of one of the things that hit the cutting room floor. I didn't have time to address it in the sermon. Um, but the idea that we all come differently and I did I mentioned it a bit when we talked about Nathaniel but that that each of our faith journeys is so different and some of the disciples were immediately said sure yep we're going to follow and in fact not only are we going to follow we're going to invite other people's other people to to follow too but then we get to Nathaniel and he's like wait no I'm not sure can anything good come from from Nazareth um and I love, and I did mention in the sermon, I love the fact that Jesus d- didn't get upset with his question and didn't say, who are you to, to question me or why do you need to know that or, or do you believe everything you hear or anything equally as, as snotty? But Jesus was patient with him and he explained how he knew him. You know, he kind of proved how he knew him. Um, and so, you know, we talked about Faithful disciples follow Jesus, but also faithful disciples invite other people to follow too. And so often the hang-ups to that are the that we might not be able to answer every question and we might not understand enough to to prove beyond a shadow of the doubt of a doubt. But Jesus wasn't concerned 
with the questions. You know, he was he was patient. He was he addressed them and, and let them let them still be questions. And that's a, when I was asked to be a Sunday school teacher years ago before you and I had done class together. I was like, I don't even know how to teach these kids about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but you just put your faith in what you're doing and it just comes together. Yeah. It, it was very similar to when I started teaching confirmation mm-hmm. all those years ago. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is about faith and reading and learning on your own made yeah. a big difference too. The yeah. toughest thing now though is, is the kids of, well, compared to when I started 15 years ago teaching or more at this point mm-hmm. for confirmation, the kids actually were a whole bunch different. Mm-hmm. They were easier to talk to. They were easier to bring words out in as we progressed along. And you and I have had this conversation. It's 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 difficult to get the the, the current generation young young teens to start opening up to say things. And I'm not quite sure how to get that out of them. And that's that's one of my big concerns for future. You had mentioned in the uh, sermon about that you know Christianity is a generation away from being no longer mm-hmm. and that's that's what worries me is that we've got to figure out ways to instill that faith and that belief in people and have them be comfortable talking about it yeah it is amazing i know i i say over and over again you know in a world where we are so connected that at the same time we are probably more isolated than we've ever been and it is hard to have conversations it is hard to um break kids out of their shells but but I wouldn't say it's just kids because I know a number of adults mm-hmm. who are are equally as um, as reluctant to Timid. engage in deep mm-hmm. conversation um, which I think is partly why we spent so much time on relationship too as foundational to discipleship and we when Pastor James and I were we're discussing our new mission statement. Um, we debated over several different days what order we should address the three things in. Because if you look at them on our logo, it should be worship, discipleship, relationship, if you went clockwise. Um, and James was the one that really pushed and said, no relationship needs to come first. And you can really argue that that each of them could come first. Um, each of them could be more central but really the reason we put them in a triangle is because they're all so important. But that idea that that we need to really back up and build our relationships with one another before we can invite them to follow Jesus. And I think we see that illustrated in our passage a little bit in that the people that, um, that Andrew and Philip went to were people that they knew and that that trusted them and and weren't just looking at them going some weirdo just came in from the street and told me to follow this other weirdo I don't know um, but but uh, Simon Peter didn't think twice because he knew that Andrew loved him and knew he could be trusted and and so he followed right along with them and, and the, I'm sure the name of Jesus was around so they knew so it wasn't a total stranger 
And maybe yeah. have Stranger Danger back then. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus's name was out there. Yeah, it was. I think it was probably starting in whispers. You know, John the Baptist had been causing a whole lot of commotion, pointing the way to someone. John the Baptist was really well known at the time and, and had a bunch of disciples of his own. And so it was, I guess I kind of imagine, like, just as a, as a, singer or movie star kind of just coming on the scene where people have said have you have you seen what she's done have you seen what he's done kind of before before it's a household name you know before you're you've hit taylor swift kind of levels that that whisper that start of of there's something there's something going on and i and i think as we enter the story that's kind of where it was they would have known something about jesus but not but he wasn't the, the figure that he came to be by the end I of his I don't know ministry. him, but I know of him. Mm-hmm. Or I've heard of him. So maybe this is a good thing. Yeah. And the fact that John the Baptist was the one that said, you know, hey, look, the Lamb of God. And they, they already knew and trusted John, John the Baptist as well, I'm sure, helped. I, I mentioned in the sermon, too, I'd love to see. I would have loved to see how that went down. Like, did... Did John the Baptist just carefully point it out, or did he kind of shove Andrew and his friend towards them and say, no, go, like, this is the one I'm telling you about, or was there a reverence about it? I don't know. It would be interesting to, to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fact that we don't know means that there are different ways that we can invite others to follow Jesus. We've been talking on the podcast about how our our individual lives can lead others. And, and I was just listening to something different today and, you know, reminding us, you know, if, you're, if your children see you act one way all week long and then a different way on Sunday or a different way when you're around certain people, um, that, that tells them something, um, that the way we interact, I know both of you have jobs where you're interacting with, with people, sometimes not in their, in their best moments um you know moments of fear moments of not feeling well and to me it's humbling to think the way the way you treat people the way you treat your coworkers and your employees and that kind of thing can can do as much to share about jesus as saying okay sit down here let me tell you about the faith actions speak louder than words yeah actions speak louder than words and again, it's just like you've got your work clothes during the week and your Sunday clothes on Sunday, and, and it's nothing wrong with mixing them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's something that's that's really humbling to me about the the disciples that they they made following Jesus their their vocation. That there was no separation, um, and even even later as they went back to fishing. Um, after the the crucifixion and the resurrection they didn't know what to do so they all went back to fishing it's still this was still such an integral part of their lives that it was it was a part of their conversation it was a part of what they were doing Um, the other you know the other thing that hit the cutting room floor was this idea that that following jesus changes you i didn't get a chance to talk about how when Jesus met Simon, he changed his name to Peter or Cephas, um, meaning rock, and, and it changed 
really it changed the course of Peter's life. It changed everything and, and told us who he was going to be. It didn't tell us who he was at the moment. And if, as we've read, if we've read through the rest of the Gospels, we know that Peter remains a bit of a, a bumbling idiot for, for quite a number of, of scenes, asking questions and denying Jesus and um, all with the best possible intentions. But he doesn't become that rock until, until the fullness of time when, when, um, when he kind of grows up in the faith and, and realizes what's been asked of him. And I know we talked before we started recording the, the podcast how that happens in our lives too as, as we get older and as it becomes easier to share about Jesus. We still sometimes look around and go, wait, me? I'm supposed to be the one doing this? I'm supposed to be the one leading the way? So... Um, so yeah, I mean, those are, those are kind of some of the, the things. This was a fun passage to preach because it is so familiar, um, but it, it is interesting to look and see all the details of, of what it means to truly be a faithful disciple. What else? I know we talked about growing in faith. Yeah. And we were talking about planting the seeds and how people grow differently and plants grow differently. So some people may, you know, just like some followed right away. Okay. Those are the fast growers. Well, mm-hmm. some were very timid and didn't want to. And those are your slow growers. And it's okay to be either. Yeah. <laughs> and we have many of those people in our congregation that they're, they're faithful. They come and, but sometimes they're like, well, you know, Maybe maybe I'm, I need to take a break or, or something like that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the human, human nature, too, yeah. when you're entering into things and trying to change the way you think about things and how, how it can be life-changing or not life-changing. There's a lot of interesting ways that the human, human being approaches things. Yeah. And um, I said again today with just so many different challenges out there and so many different things to distract us from our faith. Yeah. Lots of distractions. Yeah, and sometimes I think, especially because so many other aspects of our world are so hurried that that there's a sense of urgency, a sense of of I've got to I've got to share my faith right now. I've got to get this person to um, to follow Jesus too, and and certainly I mean it it's not it's not something we should be casual about. But I was struck as I was reading how patient Jesus was and how he, he didn't just drop everything on them right from the beginning that he waited. He, and, and we see that throughout the scriptures as he reveals more and more about his true identity as son of God and son of man, that, that he is willing to, to let it unfold. He was letting, willing to let those seeds germinate and and grow and and sprout instead of demanding immediately that that everybody be on the same page that everybody be fully the the people of faith that they were going to become especially as we work with youth as I work with youth and have young people in my house um, that was a good a good reminder that that there's no hurry in in developing into the the people of faith that that we're destined to be. Sounds like baby steps. Mm-hmm. 
and we grow into big steps. Yeah. So I think, I think those are all the um, the notes that I had. Anything else that you wanted to to bring out? Not particularly. I mean, I I, I listened to the as I said, I listened to the the sermon again while I was having lunch, and you know, I picked up a lot of things that I, I kind of went over my head when we were in worship. And I, I think this is this is good to be able to discuss this. Yeah. And even I uh, I learned from today. It's Sometimes you just got to go back and listen to the sermon once more. It doesn't all hit at once. Yeah. That's like reading a book or watching a movie. Yeah. You don't catch everything the first time. And so having... You go back through repeat. it and you pick up more and more each time you do it. Every time I watch some movies, I'm like, oh, I never noticed that yeah. before. Or I've, I've read reread many books over the years. It's like, oh, I don't remember that. Well, what did Pastor Jim always say? Repetition is a spiritual gift. He was our, our previous pastor and, and much beloved and would often, especially when he repeated himself, would say, well, repetition is a spiritual gift, so it'll, it'll do you good to hear it again. And it does. You'll, and learn, you'll learn by repetition. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that when, as my, when my kids were really small and they would demand the same movie over and over and over again, and particularly the movie Cars by Disney. I'd been watching it for no less than a year and a half and, that, you know, caught a little line and thought, ah, I never heard that before. <laughs> Made me smile. Yep. Um, and yeah, I mean, and that, that is encouragement that, that our faith is like that too. We need to hear things over and over again and passages do hit different at different times and, and we do need to, to re-listen or listen to different perspectives on the same um, on the same passage. I know I had mentioned to Pastor James that one of the reasons I've really come to enjoy doing the, the podcast over these last, I think it's been three months, four months, um, it is, that it makes me pay attention in a different way. It makes me think differently and take notes, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which I hadn't been in the habit of doing before. Um, and so it's good. It's good to grow. It's encouraging. I think it's encouraging as, as we remember that, that, faithful discipleship is, is two-pronged. It's following Jesus ourselves and inviting others, that, and that we can't, we can't be inviting others un, unless we're growing ourselves. And so, so it's, mm -hmm. I, I love insight, like, oh yeah, this is, this is good to hear again. I did need to hear that again, or way to go, Holy Spirit. Look at, you know, how this I came. Your seasons change, and yeah. things jump out. And, and what was important to you 10 years ago may be entirely different now. Yeah. Yeah, you know that is the Holy Spirit at work. I, mm -hmm. I always say that. Mm -hmm. you know, God works in mysterious ways. Yep. And when you need to hear something or when you need to see something, it's always. It'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the same is true as of music too. Dave and Linda were gracious enough to lead us in our music worship on Sunday, and um, we had been singing the same song the last several weeks as we learn it it's a new to us song and even that like hearing the words again there were different parts of it that that jumped out at me and and really um spoke to my heart in the midst of of worship so i encourage you to go to our youtube channel to check out their music on sunday it was great so. anything else thank 
you for letting us do this. Yeah, thank you for coming that. and and being a part of a part of it. It's it's fun. It's a fun ministry think, to share. I think it'll be fun if we start getting more of our congregation to do this. Yeah, yeah, and that that is definitely part of the goal. So, um, so if you're listening and want to be a part of the podcast, let Pastor James and I know. You can check with Dave and Linda. We're not that scary, so um, <laughs> it, it's not it's not hard. It's just chatting with friends with a microphone um and as always if you've found this episode helpful we would appreciate you leaving a rating and review and share it so that others can discover it more easily Um, anytime it gets rated and shared then we we move up in all the algorithms and so that helps others to discover us and similarly you can click the subscribe button our schedule this summer is all over the place we've not been uh following a a normal routine so we're releasing episodes at all different times and if you subscribe then you won't miss any so until next time we hope that this helps you to connect sunday to the weekday i'm pastor dina i'm dave watkins i'm linda watkins and thank you for listening